Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Coming up on today's Better Together. How do I kind of insert love and action or love in action? Love in action. So that would give me an example of that. If I say somebody, I love you, everybody says that, right? That's become a cliche now. Mm -hmm. Nobody even means it. So you express your love in action by paying attention to another person, which means you listen to them by giving them affection, making sure that they know you're there for them in case of crisis or help. Appreciation, you notice the gift they are in your life and acceptance, you don't try to change them. So those are my four A's to begin love in action. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. And that's exactly what we want to do here every single day. We have an incredible guest that I'm so excited about. 
He wrote this book, his 91st book, I believe it is. Insanity. Called Total Meditation. (laughs) It's none other than Deepak Chopra. And we're going to start with a quote of the day from Deepak. The way you think, the way you behave, the way you eat can influence your life by 30 to 50 years. Guys. I know. Listen to that one more time. The way you think, the way you behave. Normally we hear, you know, your lifestyle choices, right? Like eating, drinking. But the way you think and the way you behave, along with the way you eat, can influence your life from 30 to 50 years. That's kind of massive. Because he's also introducing us to so many new concepts. I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear from him. Of course, we're coming to you from our East Coast studio. And we are going to be chatting, like I said, with wellness icon Deepak Chopra about his new book, Total Meditation, Practices in Living the Awakened Life. Um, I am very excited to deep dive onto meditation. You know, there's a lot of marketing on meditation nowadays. And... You know, I am someone who likes the quick meditations, the five minutes and that. But when you read the book, you realize that, you know, that's not really meditation. (laughs) So we're going to learn all about that. I'm going to have him tell us and teach us all about consciousness. So many people are talking about consciousness. I don't think I fully grasp consciousness either. And um, how personal transformation really happens with meditation and so much more. So we're going to deep dive into that. All right. Well, let's get to our chat because I imagine this is going to be the lengthiest chat. Uh, Deepak Chopra is a 21-time New York Times bestselling author, doctor, Mm -hmm. and perhaps the greatest spiritual thinker of our time. He's a world-renowned pioneer in integrative medicine and personal transformation who bridges science and spirituality. Deepak Chopra believes meditation counters negativity, reduces stress, improves learning, produces healthy relationships, and cures a multitude of physical ailments. His primary belief is that everything that happens in the mind and brain is represented somewhere else in the body. He incorporates conventional Western medicine with alternative therapies and coined the term quantum healing, which is the ability of one mode of consciousness, the mind, to spontaneously correct the mistakes in another mode of consciousness, the body. I can't wait to hear healing advice from the father of one of my dear friends, obviously, Gotham Chopra, who I worked with for a very long time. Heal Squad, please welcome Deepak Chopra. How are you? Good, Maria. Thanks for having me. Of course. Very excited. Uh, Is it true this is your 91st book? Yes, so I'm told, yeah. Unreal. Where do you get the energy? (laughs) I think it's uh, because I'm neurotic, you know, I'm a compulsive neurotic obsessive personality so i take out my stress by writing books interesting so when you say you're neurotic and compulsive and all of those things um it's interesting because you don't think of of deepak chopra like that right um yeah but i'm neurotic about helping the world and sharing the world ideas around well-being so it's not a bad neurosis there you go there you go Good distinguishment. So the book is called Total Meditation. And as I was reading it, I realized that we are marketed to so heavily now with meditation. And, you know, there's so many different apps that are like, you can even do just five minutes. And listen, I I understand and I love the intro to all of it because we have to get to step A. A lot of us aren't going to go right into two 20-minute 
you know, TM sessions, transcendental meditation sessions off the bat. Um, so I wonder what your take is on, you know, on the marketing of meditation in these smaller quantities and, and time lengths, because when I read this, you really understand that total meditation takes on so many levels to really have transformation and to really have effect. I'll give my own experience. I grew up in India where there's a tradition of meditation going back thousands of years. And it's a very spiritual tradition, which actually the goal of meditation is ultimately to get in touch with your spirit, your soul, with ultimate reality. And I knew all that when I was growing up. But then when I came to the United States and I was an intern, I was smoking and uh, getting smashed on weekends <laughs> and totally stressed out. So I started meditation and here I am now talking to you about ultimate reality. So I don't think it's a bad idea for meditation to be marketed at every level from kindergarten to PhD. It helps. So wherever you are, it helps, whether it's one minute, five minutes, 20 minutes, or in my case, sometimes a whole day or a meditation for five, six hours, doesn't matter. It, it serves everyone to some extent, whether you're trying to lose weight, stop smoking, uh, handle a drug addiction, going through a difficult relationship, it's going to help you, period, because it bypasses your mind and goes to the source of creativity and insight and intuition and inspiration bypasses all that. So a little is helpful and marketing it is the best thing that our age is doing instead of focusing on selling weapons or pornography or cigarettes or drugs, mm -hmm. might as well market something that helps people. So will you explain to the audience that, you know, our audience is on a journey to get better in all areas of life, and we really focus on health and wellness and spirituality here. Um, explain to people what meditation truly does. When you say it bypasses the mind, it's bypassing thought, right? Well, mind is... When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Thoughts, emotions, imagination. Those are the three aspects of mind. So in Eastern wisdom traditions, you have a physical body, which is energy and matter, this that you're looking at, that I'm looking at, that's the physical body. But even that's a perceptual experience. You know, there's no such thing as a physical body as such. You started as a fertilized ovum, 
and you'll end with death and everything in between. So actually what we call a body is not a noun, it's a verb, it's constantly changing. Every second, I look at you, as soon as I look at you, I'm taking a snapshot. I look elsewhere and look at you again, taking another snapshot. Now the last snapshot doesn't look very different from this snapshot, but if we took a lot of snapshots, this snapshot compared with a snapshot of 10 years ago would be very different. Mm -hmm. And 10 years from now would be very different. So in every second, you have a different body. You don't have a fixed body. And that is a perception in your mind. So we can re-engineer, reinvent the physical body, even reverse aging. I'm doing it. I'm honestly telling you that I'm right now focusing on reinventing my body. My biological markers are less than 40 years of age. I'm 74. Okay, so that's the physical body. Then we have a subtle body, according to wisdom traditions. That's the mind, which where we experience thoughts, emotions, and imagination. But then we also have an ego identity, which is part of our mind, which is our personality. And then we have something else called the intellect, which actually is very discerning. This thought is useful, this thought is not. So that's the mental body or what we call the subtle body. And then there's another body called the causal body, which is the soul, the spirit, and the divine, if you believe in the divine. So the soul is your individual consciousness. Okay. The spirit is universal consciousness, which is universal mind. But even that is not the ultimate reality. The ultimate reality is beyond that. It's beyond space and time. This is a very deep understanding of spiritual traditions. So when it comes to meditation, I can use it to fix my physical body, my emotions, my mind, my imagination. As a result, my intellect, my personality, and my interactions with the world. But then I can also access my own soul, my spirit, and ultimately the source of everything in the universe. That's the original goal of meditation. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and ultimately freedom. Freedom from the conditioned mind. So it's a big area, 5,000 years of tradition. People are just catching on right now. And so they're marketing. It's good for sleep. It's good to lose weight. Mm -hmm. It's good to smoke. Uh, and that's all true, by the way. So why not? start? You have to start somewhere. Might as well start in kindergarten. So you're able, and I want to go back, I want to understand consciousness. That's something I think we all need to understand properly. But for now, hold that. Kelsey, you remind me in case I forget. But how are you reversing your age by 30 years with meditation? That's what I'm saying I'm doing. Okay. So, but what I do is for the last 40 years I've done meditation, I'm advancing it. Number one. Number two, I practice uh, yoga every day. I haven't missed a yoga session in 20 years. In fact, I'm, I have in my mind, the day I stop doing yoga, I'll start aging. So I've convinced myself that. So <laughs> then I do, age. I, I do yoga every day. I also do breathing techniques. I move 10,000 steps. I don't engage in personal squabbles, and people's stories, because, you know, that's a total waste of time. You're never going to solve anybody else's problems. They, they're the ones who solve them. 
I point the way to certain things in my books and writings, but then I don't, I am not engaged in squabbles, conflicts, ideological arguments, et cetera. I watch the news, but I find it childish and stupid. So mm-hmm. I don't engage. So as a result, my mind is quiet. I'm not, I'm not engaged in gossip or squabbles or conflicts. My only mantra in life is love in action. If I, love is without action, it's irrelevant. And if action is without love, it's meaningless. So my response to every situation in my mind is, how can I express love in action? There's no conflict. There's no, there's no um, anxiety. There's no stress. There's no fear. There's no depression. There's no fear even of death because I'm in touch with my soul. So in that case, why should I, you know, I, you know, in the great spiritual traditions, you choose to consciously die in meditation. So I have that goal that I will consciously die in meditation by choice. Now let's see if it happens or not. But so far I'm doing very well. I love the concept of how do I kind of insert love and action or love in action? Love in action. So that, give me an example of that. If I say somebody, I love you, everybody says that, right? That's become a cliche now. Mm -hmm. Nobody even means it. So you express your love in action by paying attention to another person, which means you listen to them by giving them affection, making sure that they know you're there for them in case of crisis or help. Appreciation, you notice the gift they are in your life and acceptance, you don't try to change them. So those are my four A's to begin love in action. Now, if somebody needs other kind of help, then I offer that too. I have various nonprofits and right now I'm doing, I have a, Nonprofit effort called Love in Action, just that. And it's called Never Alone, Never Alone.love. And we have a little chatbot there. Her name is Peewee. She engages with people who are depressed, makes them feel better. And uh, she can even assess if you're at risk for suicide because, you know, right now, suicide has become the second most common cause of death in teenagers. And this little chatbot, you know, she's named after the sister of an actress that we work with in, uh, in Never Alone and the nonprofit, she has intervened in almost 500 suicide attempts. And there have been over a million conversations with her. Wow. And we just launched her like a few months ago. And what was shocking to me is people are more comfortable talking to a machine than they are to a person because they, they, they're happy to expose their vulnerabilities to a machine not a person. This is the sad state of affairs of our world right now. So love in action should be the only mantra if you want to improve your life and the life of others. I love that. You know, it's it's interesting because I hate watching the news as well, and I don't do it at all because it just, none of it, <laughs> not that I'm, I'm not trying to choose a side in anything, but none of it is real anyway, I feel like. Um, but I wonder with you, is there, is there a fault in not feeling like you're involved in the activism that's needed to make change in this world? Because I find that that's one of my challenges is 
I've stepped back for my mental health and also I know what I'm getting isn't real or truthful 99.9% of the time. And so all I knew that I could control in my life was what I fed myself mentally and emotionally and, of course, physically and spiritually and all those things. But I stayed away. But then there are a lot of people that criticize people who are not activists right now and aren't out there fighting the fights and all this stuff. But it all feels so, I don't know, hard for me. So here's the history of activism. I grew up or grew to maturity, I think, in the 70s. So, you know, I went to medical school in the 70s. And this was a very interesting time for activism. There was a glorious dynam sparking the women's movement. The Greenpeace movement had started. The Vietnam anti-war movement had started. Climate change was already being talked about, 1970. I thought the world was going to change in 10 years because I was one of those activists too. Then I realized that all activists are either angry or upset about something and they are morally outraged. And so I also realized that moral outrage is a form of rage. And, you know, they, some of these peace activists end up getting peace Nobel Prizes. Then you look at their private lives and they're totally unhappy. Okay, but they have the Nobel Peace Prize. So at that point, in my mind, I replaced the word activism with sacred activism. And for me, sacred activism means not being emotionally engaged in melodrama or conflict, but doing what I can to help. And what I can do to help is what I'm doing. But if I get engaged in drama, I'll also burn out. And then I'll be, all these nonprofits of activism, they are all competing with each other. Guess for what? Money. Mm -hmm. So So, true. I'm not interested in angry, strident, morally upright, outraged activism. I want to cry right now. That's my husband. I always say to him, I'm like, everyone's like, there's so much moral outrage. What was the line our friend had, honey, about outrage without morality? No, or where it's it, there's a there's a there's greater moral outrage than there is morality. Yeah, that's beautifully said. I yeah. never heard that before. That's beautifully said. And when our friend said that, it stuck with me. And so for me, I was like, I know I'm doing my part by by trying to put out good content that help, helps people. And the saner and more, you know, positive and good spaced I am, the more I can affect people in a good way. But that that's always been a little conflict where I'm like, people make you feel bad for that. And and so I really love hearing that. Oh my God, because you're right. I've watched charity organizations. And by the way, if you watch some documentaries as well, you get to see how unethical they are behind the scenes too, as they're fighting each other. Instead of coming together to to eradicate something or fix something everybody is like out for their own significance so they need their own share all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me i've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know i am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Security in their own this and their own that. You're absolutely right. So sacred activism. I love sacred activism. Instead of fighting the darkness, you can't fight darkness. You just can bring in the light. And peace can only be shared by those who are peaceful themselves. Just like love can only be shared by those who have given love or received love. Otherwise, it's all It's. I would say it's um, so-called morality today is self-righteous hypocrisy, cunning hypocrisy. Drop the mic. Okay. Consciousness. A lot of people talk about consciousness. I had a, a Reiki healing session earlier today and she was talking about consciousness and I read off obviously in the book, but I want people to understand what consciousness really is because it's a big part of this and, and understanding what it means thoroughly. How deep do you want to go? Well, I mean, I can go as deep as you want or I can go superficial. I think it's important enough to go deep. Okay. So if you go Google today, the following question. What are the 125 open questions in science? The first open question in science is, what is the universe made of? You say, you know, that's obvious. It's made of matter, atoms, particles, force fields, gravity. Everybody knows what the universe is made of. Not true. Okay, so 70% of the universe is a mysterious energy called dark energy. It's not the usual kind of energy that we talk about in Einstein's theorems, mass equals energy or MC squared. You know, uh, it's not that energy. This is some force that is the opposite of gravity. So gravity holds everything together, holds your body to the earth, okay? Makes the earth go around the sun and spin on its own axis, holds everything together, including your body. But there's another force which is the opposite of that. And we don't know what it is. It's 70% of the universe, galaxies are moving away from each other. The space between galaxies is moving away from each other faster than the speed of light. The cosmic horizon, which means the furthest away that we know from where you and I are sitting in the universe is something like 48 billion light years away from us, which means by the time light comes from there to us where we are, our solar system won't exist. It'll have burnt itself up into the heat death of absolute zero. 
So we don't know what's happening there other than we can suppose that it's the same as here because the laws of nature are uniform. But anyway, we don't know 70% of the universe is invisible. That makes 30% remaining. Of that 36% remaining, uh, uh, what did I say? Seven, 30% remaining. Of that 30%, 26% is another mysterious entity called dark matter. We don't know what it is. It's invisible. And the reason it's invisible, it's not made of atoms. So you and I are made of atoms. Everything we know in the world is made of atoms because atoms reflect light, absorb light, emit light. But whatever this stuff is, it doesn't do any of that. So we can't interact with it. Now, scientists are looking for it. They think it's some particle that they'll ultimately discover. Billions of dollars are being spent on it, but nobody knows what it is. So why do we even call it matter? It has the same effect as matter vis-a-vis -vis gravity. So actually, it's most of the gravity in the universe is this stuff, which we don't know what it is. <laughs> So now we have 4% of the universe remaining. Of that, 99.99% is invisible interstellar dust. Uh, they think it's hydrogen, helium, but we can't see it. So the visible universe is 0.01% visible. That's 2 trillion galaxies. We live in the Milky Way galaxy, which has 100 billion stars. 2 trillion galaxies, 700 sextillion stars, uncountable trillions of planets. Now they think 60 billion habitable planets in just the Milky Way galaxy. Okay, so now that's 0.01% that's of what's out there. Now I only know a few planets, Deepak. I didn't realize there were 60 billion just in our okay. own little era. Go check out on Google or wherever wow. you find that. So how many planets are there? But check out first how many galaxies are there. Okay, you'll be surprised. But that 0.01%, which is all the stuff, is made of atoms. But now science tells us that when you're not measuring atoms, they disappear into what are called waves. And those waves are not visible. They're invisible waves of what they call probability. In other words, if you really examine the universe, it's made of nothing, zero. So then the second question is, why does it look like this? Why does it look like you, me, this book, this phone, sun, trees, sky, huh? trees, water, yeah. Water. And so that leads to the second open question, science. What is the basis of consciousness? Because without consciousness, we wouldn't know that we exist or anything that exists. So consciousness is not the mind. Consciousness is that which knows that we have a mind. You know that you have a mind. I know I have a mind. Consciousness is therefore the knowing element in every experience, whether it's mental, perceptual, physical, whatever. Without consciousness, there's no knowing. Knowing of mind, knowing of body, knowing of personality. One definition of consciousness. The knowing element of every experience. A second element uh, of consciousness is that it is that in which all experience occurs. Where, where is this experience occurring right now? Some people will say it's in the brain. 
but there's no sound in the brain. There are no pictures in the brain. There are no colors in the brain. There are no fragrances in the brain. There are no sensations in the brain. In fact, if you put a knife through the brain, it doesn't feel anything. So where is experience occurring? What's happening in the brain is just electrochemistry. Where is it happening? Where is this experience happening? Some people will say it's in cyberspace or it's in the brain. But actually, cyberspace doesn't have any sound. In fact, there are no sounds in the universe till you hear them. There are no colors in the universe till you see them. It's just electromagnetic waves. So that is what consciousness is. It makes every experience possible. All experience is in consciousness, occurs in consciousness, is known in consciousness. But here's the, the best part. All experience is made out of consciousness. Sound is made out of consciousness. Colors are made out of consciousness. Sensations are made out of consciousness. Images are made. I just ask you right now, without, close your eyes, imagine, uh, imagine uh, the Statue of Liberty. Do you see a picture? Mm-hmm. Now imagine a beautiful sunset on the ocean. Do you see something? Yes. Imagine snow-clad mountains. Do you see something? Yes. Imagine the face of your mother. Can you see it? Yes. Listen to her voice right now. Can you hear it? Yes. Listen to John Lennon singing Imagine. Can mm-hmm. you hear it? Yep. Smell a rose. Can you feel something? I mean, I'm pretty imaginative. That's a little tougher. Okay. Touch the soft petals of the rose. Can you feel the sensation? No. In your mind. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, I can I can touch it. And I can smell it, actually, because when I meditate, I, I imagine a beautiful yellow re- uh, rose that okay. I smell. So now you can open your eyes. There are no colors in your brain. There are no sounds in your brain. There are no sensations in your brain. There's no image in your brain. There's no emotion in your brain. All there is is chemistry. But what so, about, like, when someone says you have a photographic memory, right? When I'm pulling up a Rolodex from, like, 20 years ago when Rolodexes were cool, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that person's number. I, isn't that in the brain? When you remember it, there's an electrochemical activity in the brain called a neural correlate of that experience. Mm. That's an electrochemical, but it doesn't explain how you pulled that memory and where that memory was before you pulled it out. Mm-hmm. That memory was in consciousness. Now, the reason people have this problem with that is you can't see consciousness. Why can't you see consciousness? Because it is what is doing the seeing. Just like you can't bite your own teeth, right? You can't, uh, unless you're looking in the front of a mirror, you can't see your own eyes. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Consciousness has no form. And therefore, it has no boundary. If it has no boundary, it is infinite. If it is infinite, it doesn't have a location. So that's what consciousness is. It makes everything possible, but it itself is has no form. It has no it location in time. It has no age. So you say, how old is my consciousness? The answer is, it's timeless. How old is my body? Yeah, we can tell. Chronologically, it's this. Biologically, it's this. How old is the mind? We can tell. Oh, yes. When you were born, you just had a wild mind which was just looking around and wondering what the heck is going on. Okay, then people told you, your name is Maria, you're Hispanic or whatever, and then that became your mind. Okay, but in for you to identify with that mind, you had to have something before. And that is consciousness. So consciousness is eternal. It's timeless. It has doesn't occupy space. It's irreducible. It's infinite. It's divine. And without it, there's no mind experience. There's no body experience. There's no world experience. Now that brings us to the second open question: What is the biological basis of consciousness? Which is on if you Google, and the answer is they don't know. And the reason they don't know, I'm telling you this, is there's no scientific basis for consciousness. In fact, all science is done in consciousness. Where do we think of theories in consciousness? Mm. Where we design experiments in consciousness? Where we think of experiments in consciousness? There's nothing behind consciousness. It is the fundamental ground of the universe. Now, in old days, if you were religious, you called it God. If you were a theologian, you would then discuss you know, what is the basis? What's the doctrine? Is there truth in this? Then you lead to philosophy. All these philosophy, religion, science are trying to figure out what consciousness is when in fact religion, science, philosophy, and theology are happening in consciousness. Mm. So you're trying to explain a dream with another dream. You know, what we're looking at right now, what we call the physical world is a lucid dream in a vivid now in consciousness. And I'm, I, let me explain that, okay? Write that one down. That was amazing. <laughs> what we call the physical world is a lucid dream in the vivid now. Let me explain that to you. If I asked you what happened to your childhood, you'd say, go on. If I asked you to think about it, it's a dream, right? If I asked you what happened in your teenagers, years, if you think about it right now, it's a dream. But I've asked you what happened this morning. It's a dream. What happened five minutes ago? It's a dream. By the time what you hear these words, they don't exist. By the time actually you see my face, you're not seeing the face that is now here because it takes a little time for light to come from here to there, right? Mm -hmm. So everything we see has already happened. It's a dream. Wittgenstein, the German philosopher said, our life is a dream, we are asleep, but once in a while we wake up enough to know that we are dreaming. So what do we wake up to? Consciousness. And we say, wow, I'm producing this dream and it's over by the time I look at it. 
Now, that is freedom because once you realize that consciousness is creating qualities of experience, sounds, sensations, images, colors, all these are neutral. Sounds are colors. You know, what is speech? It's noise. But then I give meaning to it, it becomes words. And then it becomes uh, poetry. It becomes music. It becomes so many things. All it is, is noise, vibration of atmosphere. So who is creating the universe right now? You and I are creating the universe by giving meaning to experiences in consciousness. How we imbue meaning to anything determines the ultimate quality of that experience. That is the only thing you need to do to wake up from this lucid dream in the vivid now. And then you find you can actually be the director, choreographer, producer, villain, hero, and um, everything else in the dream. You can take charge, you know, be the director, be the producer, be the hero and the villain, the lover and the mistress or whatever, the, the, the beloved and the lover, they're all you in disguise. I wanted to cry as you were saying that. <laughs> I just got so emotional. Well, because it's it's so amazing. And then and it's so freeing also, I Is think. Because once you realize it's your destiny to play an infinity of roles, like you know, a good Shakespearean actor one day, in the old days, by the way, it didn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, you could play Cleopatra one day and Caesar the next day, or Mark Anthony the next day, or a villain the next day. And so the actor was very aware that they were playing different roles, but they were not the roles they were playing. When you understand consciousness, you'll realize that it's your destiny to play an infinity of roles, but you're not the roles you play. I am right now playing so many roles. I'm a doctor, I'm a physician, I'm a writer, I'm a husband, I'm a parent, I'm a child. So which one is the real me? Answer is none of them. Wow. The real me is consciousness playing all these roles. And I should do them well if I remember only one mantra, love in action. Wow. Well, it, it's, it's freeing because also it's so humbling to know how nothing we are and that we just give so much... Um, overstated meaning to everything. We and do. But now, if you remember what I just told you. Two trillion galaxies, right? Each galaxy average 100 billion stars. Each star average so many planets. So when we scale that, then planet Earth is one grain of sand in not even all the beaches of this Earth. One grain of sand in not even all the beaches. And yet you and I have a consciousness that can figure out the mysteries of the universe. That itself is a miracle. Wow. So when we talk about consciousness and, and kind of awakening to our consciousness, meditation or total meditation is a way to reach it. Yeah. And then in there, you're connected to your soul, as you said, and, and, and awake. 
right? Yeah. yeah. Now, so you say, what happens when we're there? What are the qualities of the soul? Or which is the same thing as saying, what are the qualities of consciousness? But when we say soul, we're meaning personal consciousness, your consciousness. Okay. The one that you came with when you were born. Okay. You were born, you were a conscious being, even though you didn't have yet a fully developed personality or mind, you didn't know language, you didn't even know that you were given a name or that you were whatever race or history or, you know, financial history, economic history, parental history. So much went to create the you that when you were born. So you already came with a lot of stuff, which is cultural and, you know, parental and all that, but you were conscious. That consciousness was your soul. When we look at that consciousness, before it has become the conditioned mind, it has certain qualities. Number one, it's open to all possibilities, infinite possibility. I take a child born in the gutters of Calcutta and bring him to Boston. And, you know, he has wealthy parents, has a nanny, speaks five languages, gets a PhD from Harvard, and maybe one day runs for president. Was like Kamala Harris. I mean, look at her background, right? Uh, from uh, from uh, the islands and a mother from India, and now she's vice president of the country. Why? Because her consciousness was exposed to a broader range of experiences than say a child born in gutter in Calcutta. But that child born in a gutter in Calcutta has exactly the same potential as her or anybody else or Einstein. So your consciousness, when it is pure. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Without conditioning is infinite possibility. Number one. Number two, it's connected to everything else in the universe because consciousness is one. Minds are many, but consciousness is one. So it's connected to everything else. Number three, it automatically, look at a child, full of wonder, curiosity, love. You know, child looks at you, wants to look at your eyes, so can catch your eyes and give you a smile. Okay. So it's automatically radiating love. It is automatically evolving. It can learn anything. Give it five languages, it'll learn five languages. Teach it music, it'll learn music. Expose it to tennis, it'll learn tennis. Mathematics, sure. 
of course certain people are more strong in other areas but consciousness at all times is infinite possibilities it's at all time is self regulating self evolving at all times love empathy compassion kind act ease and not afraid of death death is a concept that we acquire when we get a mind okay and the mind says oh you know everybody dies so you'll also die and that's true biologically speaking but you're not dying what is dying is the body mind experience this time around okay because consciousness being outside of space time is not subject to birth and death so what is consciousness what is the advantage of accessing consciousness at all times you live in possibility at all times you live in love at all times you are creative at all times you are evolving and learning at all times your body regulates itself because it's not distracted by stresses and all that consciousness is the key to ultimate healing what we call spiritual healing which means going even beyond the fear of death because death happens to the body mind experience a particular software program in consciousness but you know the software is not the person who created the software am i making sense yes absolutely um i feel like um you know consciousness if it's everything that means we share consciousness right we have the same consciousness programmed into a different body mind experience mm-hmm. like electricity is now powering my iphone but also my fitbit and also this room and also the tv set and also this uh, zoom so but it's one electricity right mm-hmm. and it powers everything in my city but also on the planet if i look at this this planet from the outer space at night the whole thing is lit up at least half mm-hmm. half the planet <clears throat> is lit up because of electro electricity right so consciousness is one minds are innumerable bodies are innumerable but the essence of what sparks the mind and body is consciousness so when you know all of this you realize how petty and stupid everyday life is yes, but you dare not say it. <laughs> you're a jerk but it's true think about yeah. what we put meaning to what we give what we give meaning to and what we're fighting about like you said squabbles and all the bullshit like none of this matters if the earth is one sand grain <laughs> i mean not even that and not even that as, as a biological organism you're not on scale even the size of covid-19 but you can play havoc with the universe and we're doing it climate change and all these pandemics and poison in our food chain and wars and mechanized death and cyber hacking and putin and trump and kim jong and <laughs> all these guys they're just a waste of time they're gangsters who haven't graduated beyond kindergarten yeah and who need this. So one of the things um I really loved um I mean there's so many things I want to get to with you but um I really loved um first of all I thought the book was really easy to read and understand and I really appreciated this but I loved um the let me see here 
There's a chapter in here where we talk about the steps into meditation mode. And I love the descriptions of each kind of step, like mindfulness is the way your mind recovers from distraction. Reflection is the way your mind recovers from thoughtlessness. And I started like marking all of these. Contemplation is the way your mind recovers from confusion. Concentration is the way your mind recovers from pointlessness. Prayer is the way your mind recovers from helplessness. This is so cool. Quiet mind is the way your mind recovers from overwork. Controlled breathing is the way your mind recovers from stress, which we'll talk about vagal breathing in a second. And bliss is the way your mind recovers from suffering. I thought that was such a great way to kind of explain all of those steps. And and those are the steps that get you into meditation mode. So is it just one thing after the other is like how you kind of get into that total meditation? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be all of them. You know, it can be just one of them. Uh, those are all different aspects of meditation. So you can do one, you can do the other. You can, you can play with it. This is what it is. Awareness is meant to be played with and given meaning to and given purpose, and then it affects everything. Your personal health, your relationships, your social interactions, your choices, what you eat, how you sleep, how you interact with the world, how you do business, all reflects your deeper values, which you know when you practice those techniques. Because mm-hmm. you now have clear mind to 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 be aware of what you're getting caught up in right yeah but their mind can you explain vagal breathing to everybody okay there are two aspects to our autonomic nervous system the brain has three parts to it we have a reptilian brain which is found in reptiles so what happens if you threaten a reptile make a sudden noise or a sudden movement. If you're very close to a reptile, it attacks you. But if you're a little further away, it also slithers away. It doesn't want to engage in fight. So the reptilian response to threat always is fight, flight, or freeze. So that's the reptilian brain. If I actually make my hand like this, this is my big brain, cortex, And if I open my hand, this is my emotional brain and this is the reptilian brain. So first is the reptilian brain, we share with reptiles. Then the emotional brain, we don't share that with reptiles, only mammals have emotional brain. So mammal, the word mammal comes from the word mama, which is related to the word mother, also the word uh, mammary, breast. So mammals do not lay eggs they make babies, okay? And as a result, they also breastfeed, they cuddle, they coo, they sing, they play. And this is how mammals bond with their babies and with other human beings. When mammals are, and this is not only true of you and me, it's true of giraffes, it's true of monkeys, elephants, all these species that we call mammals. They have emotional lives. If they're distressed, they feel anxiety and depression. And humans take it uh, further. Uh, They feel guilt, humiliation, um, all kinds of things. Humans are complicated. You know, they they make a whole 
menu of their distress. But if they are connected, then they feel empathy, compassion, love, joy, equanimity. So that's the emotional brain. Then we have a third brain called the cortical brain, the intellectual brain, which we're using right now to have this conversation or to write books or whatever. So meditation allows us to bypass the fight light response through reflective inquiry and through contemplative inquiry about the nature of love and all this, we can actually refine the emotional brain for healthier relationships because ultimately we live only in the context of relationship. And then the intellectual brain we can use to make conscious choices. Okay, So this is the ideal situation is the integration of the intellectual brain the emotional brain and the reptilian brain, so they don't fight with each other. Right now, the world is on what we call sympathetic overdrive, which means that part of our autonomic nervous system. Autonomic nervous system means we are not consciously aware of it, but it's still regulating your blood pressure. It's the reptilian brain, basically. That part of the brain is on sympathetic overdrive, which means fight, flight, fight, 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 flight, which is everything that's happening in the world. Personal relationships, but also wars, terrorism, eco-destruction, all stress. By stress, we mean the perception of threat, whether it's emotional or a relationship or money or whatever, you know, or QAnon, QAnon or whatever these organizations are that people I mean, are talking about. I say I the same thing. That. I'm like, I don't know what it is and I don't want to know. I have no idea what it is, but it's creating stress, right? Oh my so God. that is called I sympathetic love you. <laughs> opposite part of our autonomic system, which is doesn't being the opposite, but we haven't given it a chance, is the parasympathetic nervous system, which does exactly the opposite of what the sympathetic nervous system does, which causes blood pressure to go up, immune system to compromise, inflammation in the body, feeling stressed. The parasympathetic nervous system is called the rest, rejuvenate, and digest system. So when you are stressed, you don't digest well. You know, your stomach goes into a knot, everything gets tight, blood pressure goes up, and the important nerve in the parasympathetic nervous system is called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve, the vagus is a Latin word, but it's related to the English word vagabond. So the, what is the vagus nerve? It travels from your reptilian brain, midbrain, comes to your face, influences, interacts with the facial nerve. So it influences your facial expressions. Are you happy? Are you sad? Then it influences the tone of your voice. You know, when people are angry, they shout. When they're in normal conversation, they speak normally. When they fall in love, they whisper. And when they become love, they become silent. So the tone of your voice reflects your mood. Anybody can tell whether mother is angry, husband is mm -hmm. upset, wife is upset, the child is upset. Tone of voice, Vegas nerve. Then it goes through the, it influences how you breathe then it also influences something called heart rate variability. Are you relaxed? Are you tense? Then it goes through the diaphragm and it pierces every organ in the body and is responsible for self-regulation in the body. It's the healing nerve of the body. Totally ignored by modern science. 
totally ignored. Now, a few years ago, somebody applied for, am I going too long on this? No, big, no, so, please. So a few years ago, somebody found out that in intractable epilepsy, some people who have epilepsy where there's no treatment, if you put an electrical device in the vagus nerve, remember it comes from here, one goes everywhere in the body. So you put an electrical device to stimulate the vagus nerve somewhere here. And then you can stimulate it with your handheld device with your iPhone or whatever. It's called a vagal implant. And it was approved for epilepsy. But then what did they find? They found that people were getting better from other diseases like asthma. So somebody had asthma and they got better. And in fact, in some cases it disappeared. Some people had arthritis, it disappeared. So now we know that the vagus nerve is the healing nerve of the body and also has bi-directional traffic. It goes into the, into the gut and from the gut, it secretes these hormones called serotonin, opiates, oxytocin, dopamine, which are the molecules of emotion. So 80% of the serotonin in your body comes not from your brain, but from your gut. And through the vagus nerve, there's communication between brain and body, every part of the body. That's the history. So then actually I met with some of these big researchers and they said, you know, we know that deep breathing, pranayama and yoga can stimulate the vagus nerve and different branches of the vagus nerve actually affect different organs. So we'd like to map this out. And I met with these drug companies. I said, why? So we are going to produce electroceuticals, <laughs> pharmaceuticals, okay? And so what are electroceuticals? You put the vagal implant and then you do this and it's all very fancy. But I said, you don't have to do that. Just teach people yoga and breathing, deep breathing. If you take deep inhalation to the count of four, pause through the nose always, not through the mouth, because nose slows down the breathing and adds more oxygen, neutralizes infections, produces antibodies. The air goes through the sinuses where you get nitrous oxide, you increase the oxygenation by 20%. But then you take deep breath, count to the, count, inhale to the count of four deeply, pause to exhale six or some variation of that. Normal breathing rate is about 14. If you do what I just told you, inhale four, pause two, exhale six through the nose, your breathing rate will come down to eight. At eight, your brain waves switch from beta to alpha. And if you go a little bit below eight with this kind of vagal breathing, we call it vagal breathing, you can get to six and even five, in which case you go to the dream state and even to the deep sleep state, it can take you. So vagal breathing is the best way to activate the healing response in the body. And if you actually add yoga and singing and chanting to that, you know, singing and chanting, you stimulate this, this vagus nerve right here. The resonance, it's called vagal resonance. There's a lot of work right now on this. If you want to again, Google something called the polyvagal theory. And you'll see that a lot of research is being done on vagal stimulation even people are creating devices 
we, we don't need that. We just need to do deep breathing, little bit of yoga. And if you like to sing and chant, it's even better. I That's what vagal breathing That's great. is. Wow. So vagal breathing is probably, that was when people first started talking about the mind kind of gut connection, right? And that's where now we're all thinking, okay, everything starts in the gut and you have to really be mindful of that. Um, I love that. And I think uh, none of us really breathe when you really think about it throughout our days. We're just taking really shallow breaths. So it's a very simple thing to implement into our lives to do this kind of breathing. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was how allergies and autoimmune diseases have been on the rise, and you talk about that in the book and what the culprit um, is for that. Uh, you know, from the classic contemporary scientific point of view, allergies is a exaggerated antibody response to antigens in the environment. So that's what allergies are. But allergies are, of course, now very common. It's still the same thing, uh, overactive response from your immune system. So you don't need an overactive immune system that gives rise to allergies, autoimmune illness. If you have an underactive immune system that makes you more susceptible to infection, possibly even cancer. So what you need is a fine-tuned immune system And that happens with meditation also. It fine-tunes your immune system instead of making too active or too underactive. People think, I need to have a very strong immune system. Wrong. If it's overactive, you'll get allergies and you'll also get autoimmune illnesses like arthritis, lupus, etc. They're all autoimmune illnesses. So that's where meditation comes in. But also allergies these days are due to uh, industrial food production, which has manufactured food, refined, too much sugar, antibiotics, hormones, chemicals, inflammatory products. So if you want to minimize allergies, eat organic food, maximize a plant-based diet. And uh, if you're eating meat, fish, poultry, then get it from a farm and not a factory. That's it. Wow. Um, And meditate. So how do you advise people to start their meditation process? You know, usually I just tell them something very simple, like a stop formula, you know, S-T-O-P. So anytime you're feeling distressed, S stands for stop, T, take three deep breaths, vagal breathing, smile, O, observe what's happening in your body, and P, proceed with consciousness, awareness, choice. That's how you start. Anytime stop. And then you go to what's the next step? Next step, uh, controlled breathing, uh, learn pranayam, even this vagal breathing. And then the next step would be reflection. Who am I? What do I want? What's my purpose? What am I grateful for? Next step, mindfulness. Next step, transcendence, mantra. But you can do what you want. You should do what you want, not what I'm telling you. I love it. You know, I just went back in my brain to when you said how many different like selves we have. Um, and we, cause we when, have 30 to 50 trillion cells, which is more than all the stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And every cell in your body knows exactly what the other cells are doing. They're omniscient. 
If we could only be as smart as ourselves, we would be all set. <laughs> um, you know, but also when you said, you know, you have to know who you are, like to take stock of who you are. But earlier in the conversation, when you said we can be many things, I think we that's also things, a very freeing concept. Yeah, who we, we are many things, but who we ultimately are is infinite. That you should never forget. So how Everything do you, how do you come to the answer of who you are when it's infinite and when you know the world wants to create a label for everything so how do you how do you come to who you are I go with the labels only for social purposes but I don't think they reflect anything about you I mean, some people call me a huckster, some people call me a teacher, some people call me a doctor, some people, this is other people's opinions. Who I am is infinite being. So when you get there, you're independent of the good and bad opinions of the world. There's no fear. And uh, there's only love. Love and action. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot going on, obviously, but you have uh, two apps, Digital Deepak and Chopra Meditation, that are now available. Can you explain what people will be getting yeah, from those? Digital Deepak is my twin avatar, but knows more than I do, has read the 90 books, <laughs> learned from you, conversation. And so Digital Deepak can be a personal coach. And I always say this personal coach will be your personal coach, precise, personalized, preventable, predictable, participatory, and process-oriented. So it's your personal coach. It can speak to 7 billion people one-to-one, -one, get to know them, and be their coach forever. On the other hand, the Chopra app is a very good app for downloading meditations, nutritional advice, sleep, which Digital Deepak does, but Digital Deepak goes directly one to what with you. The app provides a lot of good stuff too. And so people can choose either, both or none. So cool. I want Digital Deepak to coach me in life. That's amazing. My husband's like, I want that. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's so much easier to be vulnerable with a bot. <laughs> so I think that's why he's like, yes, me. <laughs> I love that. Um, and you also have a partnership with Fitbit. I saw your Fitbit, actually. And yeah, so... Uh, on the 23rd. So you'll be able to meditate in real time and intervene in real time and watch what's happening to your heart rate, vagus, vagal tone. All of that will be on Fitbit as well. I love my Fitbits. I think uh, they've been really great over the time when I've fallen off the track and need to get back on to, you know, being at Tony Robbins seminars, he taught us, you know, motion equals emotion. And yeah. it really has helped me in so many moments to realize, okay, it's my, my instinct now when I'm not feeling well, I go for a walk, but having that to keep me accountable that I want to make sure I get my 10,000 steps is great. So I think that's a really cool partnership. Deepak, this has been so amazing. And there are so many things that we didn't get to, but what we got to was so mind blowing and so exciting. Um, and I'm just so grateful for your time. I, I, I mean, honey, are you just dying right now? I'm just so humbled. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> uh, and yeah, there's just so much, so much to apply. And I really think digital 
Deepak is like the, I mean, I think because you have to hear it over and over again. Yeah. You know, you're, he has studied for so long. So when you hear it for the first time, you, I'm taking notes like crazy, but I think that having it on a digital way and, and I think having the app and, you know, applying it every day. But yeah, it's humbling. And you just realize you just, we all just kind of need to get over ourselves a little bit, mm. right? And see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I love That's it. It's beautiful. Thank you for saying that. And Maria, we can do another uh, conversation sometime if you want to go further into consciousness and the stages of enlightenment and all that. I would love that. And I also feel like I would love to get into quantum healing because I think that um, I've been I've been diving into some quantum physics with this book called Hands of Light. And I'm mm. so fascinated by all of it. And with my mom's illness, I've been working and, you know, just kind of with my basic knowledge of healing, I've been using her as my guinea pig and, and trying things out and it's working and it's incredible to see the reward from just the effort, right? Like, you know, if you do believe in energy and you can channel it in whatever form you see, you know, it, it can work. So I'd love to share with people more about quantum healing and how it works because there's so much available to us. And I always say, I'd rather believe in the limitlessness of, you know, possibilities in terms of miracles and hope and, and healing than in the limitations of what the world and, you know, conventional medicine says, because there's so much despair that comes with that. Um, and, and that doesn't do anybody good. It doesn't do me good. It doesn't do my mom good. So let's talk about that in the future. And in the meanwhile, maybe you should uh, read Quantum Healing, the book, yes. and then we can discuss it. I would love that. Thank you so much. So nice to see you. God bless, and I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you. Yeah, Holy. So you can look at this in another way. What? <laughs> Stephen's mind for what? sure was blown through that. Trust me, I knew we didn't have time with him to get to even ask you, have you guys ask any questions, but like... I just don't, Stephen, are you going to have a cynical take on this? No. Huh? Are you going to have a, I don't know. No, Stephen's science man. He's he's obsessed. I want to hear. It's been actually pretty interesting listening because I have a lot of the same kind of conceptualizations that, you know, he was talking about. Like, it's really cool to, to know that somebody is like renowned and, and intellectual as he is, have had some of the same kind of like universal visuals that I like to think about. Like I love thinking about how small we are in this space and dark energy versus dark matter and, and what those things are that make up the universe. I haven't heard him, anyone explain consciousness in the same way. And it's very interesting to think about if, if the universe is boundless, but the 0.01% is the container in which we see it, then is the same way consciousness works where it's boundless, but our brain is the 0.01% in which the container is resting. I really wanted to ask him, like, then what is it without the brain, right? Because if the universe without that 0.01% is just nothingness that exists, what is our consciousness without that 0.01% of our brain that, you know, do, is it just the ego? Is our brain just the ego? I don't know. It's a lot to think about, you know? Well, I think that's why we have a brain. And you have the three parts of the brain. The yeah. And the the contain. Yeah. yeah, but... It's so humbling and it was so, oh my God, it made me feel so much better to hear somebody have the same take 
yeah. on all of this stuff as me. Like, yeah, it's like you have the like, instinct for it, Maria, and, and you know, some other people do, but then when you have someone who's that studied and evolved, explain can, it. Yeah, can verbalize mm-hmm. it. You go, wait, I'm not crazy. Like, yes. this is what, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it just makes so much sense. And by the way, when he talks about dark matter and dark light, and I know it's an easy thing to to get behind and say what I'm about to say, don't you think there's a correlation to the amount of darkness in our world when you think about the fact that there's so much dark matter and, and whatever? I just, yeah. I think that there's a correlation there. I'm going to be vague. Really scientific. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead, Stephen. To get weirdly scientific, uh, my brother is an engineer and I have a conversation with him about dark matter a lot. And the the most interesting thing I found is that it's not a color, it's not an absence, it's not anything. It is a, it, as he said, it's a probability. It's it, based on the the existing structure of the universe. We know that it exists just because it has to exist. We have no reference material for what it is, how it behaves, like its impact on anything. We just know, based on the numbers, that it has to exist. There is this percentage of something there, and it's it's not dark in essence. It just is there, and we have no idea what it is. I wanted to ask him if he's watching 60 Days In <laughs> on Netflix. My favorite quote, guys, I loved everything you talked about, activism. I We didn't yes. touch on that Ooh, too much after the interview. You didn't need to the, drop the mic. I liked the va- – I'm going to be vagal breathing all the time now. All, all the too. time. And yeah. – we can be many different things, but what we ultimately are is infinite. I was like, yeah. well, okay, that also Deepak. was so cool because I, you know, I always struggle with people, you know, tell me what you are and what you do. And I'm like, I, I do a lot Everything. and I'm a lot. And, right. I, and I just, I get so frustrated with these questions. Yep. And sometimes yeah. I feel like it's just people wanting me to show them that I'm valuable or important enough. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I just am what I am. No, and I think also yeah. that you can forgive yourself again, regular guy perspective is that, you know, he said some people call him a charlatan. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, like he's like, maybe I am. Sure. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's for you and, and that's nothing to do with me. I'm, that's your I'm love uh-huh. in, in action. That's what I am. I'm love a, or in action. I, I'm love in action. That's what I'm going to aspire to be. Yeah. Well, think you about know. like like Stephen. Sometimes, you know, like we, we're all very close here. So sometimes I'm like, Stephen, you're getting yourself so worked up about all this shit and all this news. Just detox from the news because we're... We're putting so much emphasis on this stuff and we're not healthy mind-wise and body-wise and all of that. So it's like now you're taking on more of it and you're just creating more of a a, a bad alchemy inside of you. I don't know. Well, he's been through it. That's the thing. Like he went through the 60s and 70s where we were like fully – there was tons of social social activism. Yeah. Yeah. And he went through it. And now going through it, he's like, man, you know what? Well, that's what I felt. I felt what he was saying all this time is like, there's just so much anger. Doesn't mean it's unjust. Right. There was just so much anger. And I'm like, I, I, I you know, yeah. it doesn't feel. Love and action. And so, so for me, I'd rather love on people. I'd rather educate. I'd rather share. I'd rather get to learn more and, and understand more. And so I just feel so much better. But that's your best shot, Maria, too, at. You know, other people behaving in that way. Yes. You know, what we don't understand is I'm always talking to, you know, Kelsey and other, the younger people about it. I'm like, when you cancel somebody, for example, you know, okay, fine. If they're, let's say they're a dangerous voice, you got rid of them. But all you did with 
other than that was ensure that all the people around their friends or the, whoever likes them or loves them is now enemies, is now hateful, mm. you know, and, and they didn't learn anything. They, now they're like, okay, I won't say these things because you're going to slice my throat, but I'm going to feel them a thousand times more and I'll have my day you at MoFo. I'll, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, Maria? Like it begets more anger and, and love and action. In education, like you said, yeah. there's also a yeah, the, the you know, view that morality today is self-righteous hypocrisy. It's not people who are <laughs> acting from a place of morals and saying this is the right way. It's more of like, I want to dictate how you live your life right. because I disagree with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're wrong and I'm right. There's just so much in here that, um, you know, I never know where an interview is going to go. But the consciousness thing was just exactly what I wanted to hear about today. Like to get to see, like I said, what little specks we are is humbling, but it's also freeing. Like I wanted to cry when he was talking because I was getting so emotional. But it was it was like a good thing. It was like a cathartic kind of feeling. And mm -hmm. then at the same time, a freeing feeling because I think we're so hard on ourselves. You were, you were reassured. Yeah. Reassured, Maria, because you're already in that direction. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've pulled you back <laughs> to, to, to the, you know, to the civilian human, but you, you know, you've never cared so much about the fame. You've never cared so much about, mm -hmm. you know, the people like, at least wear around, it's all about significance. It's all about ego, Hollywood, not, not all, most of the people, you know, and then others who just want to create the art, bless them. And you've just, you've just been, You've not been like that, as I'm saying. I just like to float. Right. <laughs> like, no, I, I feel like a floater in this world. Like, yeah. I love to float and just be happy and love and, like, explore. And, like, so it's like, you know, you you see me, like, when I see people that I, I like, you know, like, um, Henry Winkler was like, you're Holly Golightly. Like, I just, I just love experiencing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care about all of that stuff. And it just, it makes me feel better about... Here's the thing. It's not making me feel better about me. It's explaining me to me in a better way. Mm -hmm. And and that I've been on the right track with where I've been taking my life in these last few years because yeah. um because I've I've been going in this path for a reason. It's because when you go through life-threatening situations, you see things so differently. And I remember telling you how lonely it felt for a while cuz I'm like nobody understands what I'm seeing. Like I, I see so much more clearly. And, and then I started finding my, my squad, my heel squad. Like I, these, these experts, the Deepaks and everybody who comes on mm -hmm. and they're sharing their version of this, whatever this is, right? Like this, you know, these epiphanies and these, these perspectives. And it's like that, these are my, you know, this people. is my people. This mm -hmm. is my home. But I don't know. He just gave me so much today that is going to, I'm going to take in for a long time because when we're trying to explain who we are, this is the problem. We're all very complicated people. And now we really know how fucking complicated we are. Right? So there's a forgiveness that should come for one another because we are so complicated and we are playing so many different roles. We aren't just one thing. I never was just one thing. I didn't understand that concept until now um, as he verbalized it like that. And there's no, there's no need to apologize for that. So when someone's like, well, you're this. And it's like, 
Now I'm going to be like, well, no, I'm, I'm Maria, a lot of things. It's not just you. <laughs> I'm Cal- a lot of things, Maria, yo. Kelsey's not just one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Steven's not just no, one thing. No, this is what I'm saying. Yes, everybody. this applies to everybody. everybody. I'm, I'm giving you my mm-hmm. explanation of how it's helping and impacting me instantly, yeah. right? No one's ever going to tell me what I am and, or criticize me for who I am because now I'm just going to be like, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> And that's like, okay. That's going to be my new line. Like, you know how I taught everybody for so many years, I would say, if someone asks you to do something like, would you babysit my kids this weekend? Let me get back to you. I would love to. Let me get back to you. Always was like, let me get back to you. There are those things you need in your back pocket to help you in these moments. This is my new one. I'm a lot of things, actually. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to be okay with that. Or you could say, you can ask the guy. <laughs> That was a regular guy Friday uh, reference. Thank yes, you. A tip. Tip. That we tip. Did. It was yeah. enough to tune in to regular guy Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, um, and I really am excited to get into quantum healing with I him. Know. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You didn't have time for that because it's what you're doing. <sighs> yeah. But I think you're scratching the surface. And like I said, this is someone who's been doing this for decades. So yeah. it's uh, it's really fantastic. And we'll have him on again. I'm so excited. Oh, tomorrow. Did you think of him saying yeah. he's got a, a physical body? age of 40 and he's seven was he 74 i believe it he looks like yeah. he's 40 yeah, I, no, believe I believe it. it i believe it steven do you know the doctors told my mom that she had the blood work of a healthy 35 year old mm-hmm. my mom's 66 with stage four brain cancer okay and had covid and had covid and they had to call me after they told me that she was in kidney failure and organ failure and tell me she had the blood work of a healthy 35 year old everything is possible right um, you see people all the time that are defying the odds of, of health. The, how about the nuns that at 90 something are running full marathons? Mm-hmm. There are so many examples. We are our own limitations every single day of what is possible and what isn't. And then when you hear this and you talk about consciousness and how everything is just available and possible, like it just reminds you again that we are in our own fucking way. Excuse my language, guys, but we are in our own way all the time, myself included. I, 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 I have my own limitations. I'm like, I can't. This No, that'll never happen. Yeah. Look at how possible everything is. Mm-hmm. Look, look at how, how... I think we're in our own way because of our egos, Maria, too. Like, we mm-hmm. all have to get over ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, totally. clearly not that... Wow. Important. This was my most important interview I think I've ever had in my life. Wow. Yeah, I like want to cry. Yeah, I think this is the direction you're supposed to move, and that's why, Maria. No, mm-hmm. I just feel so understood. I understand no, that, myself. That's what I mean. Your your <laughs> your path now that has looked, you know, it's clear, and you understand yourself better, and it's nice. It's really good to see. You know, I know it is cathartic. Yeah. And by the way, if I'm rambling, <laughs> forgive me. You're not, honey. You're not, because no. I, I'm just in real time processing everything. So I, you know, some of it might not make sense to you because I'm still making it make sense to me. But <laughs> like, holy shit. And when you think about like vagal breathing, right? Like, and someone like Deepak could have just partnered with these companies and made shit tons of money off of his name yeah. and said, okay, let's create these electrodes. And by the way, they would have worked and all of that and fine. He's like, no, <laughs> we don't need that. You just got to breathe. Mm-hmm. So everyone here who's listening right now, Heal Squad, um, make a commitment at the very least to do vagal breathing. It is not hard when you're in your car to take the deep breath in for four. 
pause and then out for six and keep doing that as much as you can. First of all, you're oxygenating your body, which is so important. And we don't have, we don't deep breathe ever. But now if you know that there's these autoimmune diseases, these allergies, these gut issues, all of that can be helped with vagal breathing. It's the easiest, cheapest, best thing you can do. I'm in. And I think you're making perfect sense, Maria. Thanks. And I, I you know, I, I mean, I could explain it like I easily because I've seen you be, as Henry Winkler said, Holly go lightly. Um, you just love life. You love experiences. Your dad and mom, same thing. And there was never like the, never like this big like calculating goal like I'm gonna have this or you know what I'm saying it was just always and I think that's what uh, and that's what was kind of heartbreaking for you when you were young because other people weren't like that you know you just wanted to have these experiences do your best be happy we've even talked about athletes Maria like Magic Johnson Sugar Ray Leonard Shaquille Mm O'Neal like they were the ones that like they were out there kind of having fun Mm mm-hmm and then when it was, that's yeah. why you used to call me Shackadoodle. They were having fun. You know, they weren't, <laughs> you know, whereas you see Jordan and Bird, and I'm probably getting two sports, but you see these guys like almost physically. Yeah. And you see them now physically disintegrating, I believe, because of it. You I know, think Jordan's disintegrating. Well, you see his yellow eyes, Maria. No, I mean, you yeah. saw him in that thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. something was a little off there. But I mean, I feel like you have been so light, but um, now that lightness is going to take, is taking you in this direction. Which isn't about, oh, I'm going to build this or I'm going to build that. I'm going to create this. I'm going to star in this. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's just doing and being now for you. And I have to say, like, I've always, <laughs> I've always been the opposite. No, oh, here's the goals. This is what mm-hmm. we need to do. We have to do that. And I guess it's been a good yin and yang between us. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have done 99% of the things mm. in my career that I've done if it wasn't for him, like forcing me. And then I got there and I was always happy because I just love doing stuff. Like I don't have, but I never cared. Right. <laughs> and so now like, you know, um, I, I had passed on a book deal um, last year. It didn't feel right. And um, while we were here in Connecticut, I had this like crazy epiphany download moment and I just started outlining like, <laughs> and I, I haven't looked at it since. And I just pitched it to Kevin the other night. And he tested me and he was like, no, it's not that good. And I was like, really? And I go, really? Because I I think this would help me. Like I, and Kelsey liked it. That's how I literally go. I go, Kelsey liked it. (laughs) And, and he goes, I was just testing you. It's fucking brilliant. And he's freaking out. And I go, oh, okay, cool. Cause I was like, okay, let's just go have lunch, I guess. Like I was like Mm. so defeated because he's my number one champion and I trust him implicitly. With that one, that was going to be tough. I was, I, I was defeated I and I was going to go truth. away and I was going to figure it out. But um, but that came from me being free. That came from me being back here, healing mm. and being in nature, right? A lot of people say their best work comes when they're in nature and 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 it's going to be in with our guest, best gal pal. No, really, having yes. good company. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you've got to get away from toxicity. Kelsey, for sure, you were a huge influence. Depression, for me. Talk, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. People, I think were, we influenced yeah. each other. But absolutely, but that's what a good relationship is. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, um, having that that free space and that you know, I mean, I was I was meditating every day, and I was, you know, 
I was in my flow, mm-hmm. right? And I just was joking, like, maybe we're better apart. <laughs> we did joke about that all summer, Stevens die. We did. We joked about it all the time. I'm like, are we better apart? But um, but you need to you need to get to that um that quiet place for things to come in. And we talk about it on the show all the time. Well, that's what meditation does for us, mm-hmm. right? Is it quiets all the noise and all the junk. So if there are things that you want to do, they're going to come in at the right time, right? And now this book um, will help so many people. And that's all I really care about, right? I want to be able to feed my family. That's what Deepak said. He and goes, he I said he, write, people he writes all his books for that reason. He, yeah. You know? I, mm-hmm. I totally connect and totally understand. So anyway, if anybody has any last thoughts, let's get to it. Otherwise, Kelsey, get on booking Deepak part two. Oh, 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 I have text building up from, from his qu- guy. From quantum and I will say also um, that the other cool thing is I'm going to do the digital Deepak. I know Kevin's going to do it in two freaking seconds. No. Totally going to do it. I know that that's going to be so game changing. I want Steven, the meditation what you, one. What did you think about digital Deepak? That was a cool concept for sure. Right? And like the fact that you've seen, have you seen the movie Her? Yes, yeah. of course. We loved her. Yeah, it's like, Every day we're moving more towards like robots and AIs kind of being what we confide in. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Jetsons, people? That's right. You probably don't, but I do. And I used to be like, oh my God, a computer with a face and they're talking to me? It's a freaking FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, everything, it's, it's wild. Anyway, if you haven't joined us, family, Hill Squad, on the Patreon Let me tell you why you should consider investing in yourself. For $10 a month, not only do you get ad-free content, which we are experimenting with more ads now because we got to keep the lights on. We've done this for as long as we could without them, um, but we do need to, to keep the lights on. And so thank you for your patience. And we're only bringing you things that we absolutely adore. Um, but you get ad free episodes, you get extra episodes. The biggest thing for me is the healing workshops. These experts that we have once a month are literally game changing thought leaders, healers, gurus, top, top, top notch people that you would spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to engage with on a personal level. And now you're getting that intimate exclusive experience with them, with us. And you get to be a part of the Super Heal Squad, which is really fun. And we all get to chat and see each other and engage, which is so cool. Um, so if I'm wrong, Kelsey, but they also get the backlog <clears throat> of those workshops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys so, like, get it not all. Just getting moving forward. Like you, the previous <laughs> ones we've done, you guys have you access get to. Yeah. Well. Sade Simone, Catherine Woodward Thomas. You get Patty Penn. Yeah, you get them all. I mean, we've done Reiki healings yeah. and, and all kinds of things. So you get the library. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. And, you know, for the lower tiers, there's, I think, a $5 tier as well. That's ad-free audio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are different tiers. But at the $10 level, you get these exclusive mm-hmm. workshops. And you also are supporting the show and helping us um, keep the lights on because uh, it takes a lot to do this. So thank you guys for always supporting us. Uh, if you could... Hit subscribe on YouTube. That also helps us. You can steal your friends' phones at dinner and hit subscribe. Tell them why they need to be listening to this show and why it would be helpful to them. That would be great. Um, Be the doctor for Better Together and prescribe it to friends (laughs) and share it on social media. We would uh, be so grateful. We're trying to build something 
really cool here and uh, we need your help, obviously, because we can't do it alone. We're better together. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Better Together with Maria. And that is that. Thank you all for being um, part of our Heal Squad. We love you. I hope that you love this interview with Deepak as much as I did. I'm going to listen to it like 80 more times and be like, yes. And with Better Together, Maria, we're going to continue to give you uh, clips on Instagram and quotes that uh, will help you recap these interviews. But also, if you do have friends who are in pain or suffering or, you know, need little pieces, you know, maybe they don't have the hour to commit to listen to the show or watch the show every day. It's a, it's a great resource that we're, we're continuing to work on uh, every day to make better. And if you're new to the show and you came over because of Deepak, if you go into our library of shows, I have shows on everything from EMDR to, um, to every kind of healing modality, energy work, Reiki, um, spiritual, financial. There's everything that will help improve your life. So, so take a look at our our log, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and and you know his energy healing and so much more. So, um, stay with us because we're fun. Follow us at Deepak Chopra at Better Together with Maria at Kelsmeyer Two at Stephen Lemieux Photo, and uh, remember, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.